having an ingrained purpose there from the beginning means you have a narrative, you have a clear reason for existing, you have a clear reason for, you know, pitching your, your product uh, to someone. And this has really worked very well with, with both companies and brands alike. So. Communicating Purpose. I'm John Higginson and I believe that when you concentrate on your purpose, why you do rather than what you do, then you'll be far more passionate and when you're more passionate, your audience will be too. It's a positive cycle that I like to call the power of purpose. This week I'm joined by Will Pearson, co-founder and CEO of Ocean Bottle. Will founded Ocean Bottle alongside his friend Nick Gorman in 2018 and since then has overseen its growth into the award-winning B Corp business. In 2020, Will was named in Forbes magazine's 30 Under 30 for up-and-coming entrepreneurs, business people, and leaders. And every bottle that Ocean Bottle sells funds a collection of the equivalent of a 1,000 plastic bottles of ocean-bound waste. Their initiative helps reduce waste entering our oceans, as well as supporting coastal communities cleaning their environment. Will, thanks very much for joining me. John, thank you so much for having me here. It's uh, a real great pleasure to be on, on the show. Great. Well, thank you also. I know that you've been ill the last couple of days and you're just recovering, so um, great to have you on. Before we talk about Ocean Bottle, I thought it'd be good to ask, just to ask you about where you came from and why you are where you are today. Yeah, John, it's a great question. I think um, inspiration often comes from a few different places. I'll try and actually remember where they came from. Things I've, I've been wiped out for the last 40 hours by some kind of super bug, which I hope no one else uh, listening gets. But um, we've, we've all got, got it. It. It, it. It is going around at the moment, <laughs> exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Maybe yeah. that's what the ocean bottle could do next, going to save us, save us from that. But um, no, I think, yeah, inspiration comes from a lot of different places. I've, I've been really passionate about the environment, I think, since high school. So it really started in, in geography class for me, and um, it was really learning about people and planet and all the various challenges that we needed to solve within our lifetimes. Um, I then actually went off to study engineering, which was really all around you know, problem solving. Um, and following that, I actually took a year out uh, working as a deckhand. Uh, so I worked on a, on a boat in the Indian Ocean. And um, I mean, it was an ama- amazing experience. I got to kind of sail um, half the world. And actually, I often you know, wish, wish I was back there. Uh, but what it really did for me was was it actually showed me um, kind of the plastic crisis firsthand, and I was really encountered by uh, what is actually going on. Um, so in the Maldives, uh, the first thing I saw was Tilafushi, which is known as Trash Island, where all the plastic is basically sent and uh, it gets burned and, and drifts off into the ocean. So no waste management infrastructure. Um, and the people on the boat that I was working for, you know, they were guilty of sin. So they were guzzling plastic um, thingies, bottles, left, right and centre. So this, this kind of really engaged me with, with the issue of ocean plastics. I started to research what was going on, the, the, the scale of the problem. Um, so I kind of I really dove into that. And then when I came back to London, I really realised that, you know, well, actually, people want to do something about this. People want to go out there and create a positive environmental impact. Um, so Ocean Bottle was really just about connecting the two dots together. 
or the three dots together, um, enabling individuals to, to make a global impact on the plastic crisis and do something that, you know, is bigger than just themselves and, and actually create that kind of outsized impact. Great. Now, something I've started doing with um, clients when I get them in is trying to get them to think about what brand they'd be if they were in a different field altogether. So have a little think about, I've got an idea in my head of what brand ocean bottle would be if it was a car. Can you kind of, if you're looking at the brands that are out there, which one do you think most aligns with Ocean Bottle? If you were to do a straight swap and you're in the car business, where do you think it would be? I mean, yeah, there's probably an obvious choice, uh, which is, I think, Elon's, uh, Elon's company. Um, you know, I do think that for us, we've definitely tried to <clears throat> look at our category from kind of a, a Tesla lens almost. And um, there's a few, there's a few parallels we could probably draw there. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be Tesla, hasn't it? Maybe Polestar. We actually do have a partnership with, with Polestar, and um, so we we do two bottles uh, with every car. Um, and yeah, I think you know, there's there's a lot of up and coming brands out there in the electric vehicle space, but that's yeah. definitely where we'd be. Yeah. Well, I I think another one as well, and I know that obviously Tesla and Polestar come in there because they're electric vehicles, and so they're in the environmental space. Land Rover and a Range Rover, for me, if you look at the bottle, the fact that it's kind of full utility, hot, cold, put in ice, put in other things, I mean, obviously, it would have to be one of the new electric Range Rovers, but I think that's a potential uh, crossover there, that, that kind of big utility-type utility type vehicle. No, anyway, I really, I really like that. Well, I think yeah, if, if we can get them to go fully electric, and uh, lead, lead the buck yeah. the trend, um, then I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely that would be a cool one. I mean, that's bus functionality is key, so, yeah, definitely. Great. Let's get talking to them. Um, what do you think has been the most effective tool for you for getting your message across? Um, so I think the most effective tool has, has been simplicity. Uh, so I'll try and, with that, I'll try and sort of slim down my words as I, as I speak. Um, but yeah, it was, it was basically the first message that we came up with. So it was 1,000 for one. So for every single ocean bottle uh, that we sold, we'd fund collection equivalent to 1,000 plastic bottles in weight. Um, so this was really you know, an enormous amount of plastic, something that that individual could get behind, feel kind of a tangible connection with and ownership over. Um, and it's actually big, you know, it's the volume of a small car. And collectively, it really, really racks up. So we've now found a collection of just over 7.6 million kilograms of, of ocean-bound plastic. And if you put that in plastic bottles, it'd be enough to circle the planet just over three times. You know, I think what's encouraging about this is that, you know, we're a small company based in London doing this. Um, but also the scale of the problem. I mean, what, what we've done today is still just that you drop in the ocean in terms of in terms of the total scale of the issue, but yeah, I think for us it's it's all about simplicity. How can we condense what is quite a complex issue, make it simple to the individual or the company that, that we work with, um, and yeah, engage them with that that mission. Yeah, and do you think having a purpose uh, makes communicating easier? Um, 
I think it's uh, in some ways it's almost a, a double-edged sword, actually. And um, you know, I think there's, there's there's two sides to it. One is that uh, because we have such a sort of um, ingrained purpose and, and we really care about what we do. Uh, we have something called no bullshit transparency. There's this thing that we want to hold ourselves accountable and make sure that whatever we are communicating, we're actually doing. <clears throat> so what that means is across the company all the time, we're having to check, you know, what comms we're putting out, what are we saying? Um, you know, we need to be very careful that, that what we say is actually what we're doing. Um, so I've coined this term kind of the impact police, which is the impact team within the company, you know, going around checking, making sure that, that we're doing what we what we say we're doing. Uh, but this also has to be you know, embedded within the company itself. I think, you know, the other side of it has been um, definitely beneficial. I think having an ingrained purpose there from the beginning means you have a narrative, you have a clear reason for existing, you have a clear reason for you know, pitching your, your product uh, to someone. Uh, and this has really worked very well with, with both companies and brands alike. So, you know, we've had a lot of success with uh, corporates um, around the world, engaging their own employees with our mission, um, kind of driving sustainable behavior, but also, you know, creating impact at scale, at scale, sorry, as, as an organization. So I think really there's a kind of a double-edged sword there. And I'd say, you're better off with it than without it. Great. Well, have you ever the 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 bullshit police have they have they ever called you out or or, or called out something that you're saying saying hold on we can't go out with this this is this is bullshit. Um, well, within within the team all the time, and actually we've mm. had you know we've had mm. debates within the team as to you know there's some partnerships that come to us and we're sort of like you know is this a partnership that that we should do? Um, I think. What we tend to do is actually survey our community to actually ask them, you know, is this something that you think we should do or not? Um, and they will actually most often say yes. I think there's a common belief that if we are going to crack these huge global systemic challenges, we need to involve everyone. <clears throat> and it's not going to work if we just, you know, work in a, in a small scale within the kind of box of four walls of, of sustainability. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say definitely. And, and so how are you reaching out to your community then? Are you doing it on social media or? Yeah, for us it's predominantly uh, social media and newsletter. Um, so that's really where kind of mm -hmm. our, our community live. But also we launched our app um, this summer. So uh, we have our Ocean, Ocean Model app, which basically enables people to fund more plastic collection every single day just by going and refilling their bottle. Um, so to explain a tiny bit more around that, actually, just whilst we're talking about it. Um, so basically, yeah, the, the ocean bottle is sort of a vehicle for impacts. So every bottle you buy funds that plastic collection. What we've built now is a, a traceability ledger. It's basically a communication tool, if you like, um, which enables people to actually see where they've created their impact, you know, where their plastic is collected, who collected it, when, what they got paid for it, uh, even what that plastic became and, and also that kind of storytelling and connection around that so if you've bought a bottle you can actually see you know where your, your impact was created or the same if you're, you're a company um, and what this is what this is doing is it's manifesting itself in different ways so with the app that we launched uh, this summer you can actually fund more plastic collection by finding refill locations around you 
um, and then also being able to then see where you've you know created created that impact. Um, but I, I did digress there from your question, John. No, no, that's that's really interesting. Um, tell, tell us about um, what you've been most proud of during your time at Ocean Bottle. So you've you've been around for four years now, and I know that we've been we've been talking for a long time, and we're talking since even before the. Uh, um, the pandemic, uh, which I know is a, a hard time on lots of uh, small businesses. We've had chats about how it has hit our separate businesses in different ways. Tell us about what you'd be most most proud of. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think what we're probably most proud of is is actually going from idea to reality, and uh, but also kind of weathering quite a few different storms. I think people always say, you know, don't start a business; it's an absolute nightmare including actually my dad who said whatever you do never start a business um is he a business and so i think i think um you know the reality of starting any business is it's incredibly tough and so we now launched um it was three years ago just just over three years ago now we actually launched the products physically um and you know, seeing them, I still get a kick out of actually seeing someone walking down the street with an ocean bottle, or um, you know, we bumped into yeah. someone when we were travelling, and they both had ocean bottles, and they'd actually been gifted to a company, and they were like, "Oh my god, you know, ocean bottle, amazing!" And they didn't even know who we were, so right. they just started a conversation. Right. So seeing that kind of community that is actually building, people that are getting connected yeah. to the mission. Um, even you know who, who weren't aware of it before, I think is, is amazing. Yeah. And then it's just been actually yeah. seeing like the the team grow and flourish and and do stuff that I don't even know about. I don't even know that's happening. And working through various challenges, adversity, taking on opportunities, scaling. You know, um, least of all COVID was was a pretty rough ride. So. No, I think I think there's a lot to be proud of, and I'm I'm most proud of uh, the team, to be honest. But I also think, yeah. as um, I think it, is it Jeff Bezos always says, it's sort of it's just it's still just day one, and everything's still ahead. Mm-hmm. So I think you know for us it really still just is day one, and I think we're so yeah. excited about everything that that's ahead. Uh, so we've got yeah three yeah. years to get to our seven billion bottom milestone. So uh, yeah, wish us luck. Where, where are you We're now? just uh, just coming up to seven hundred million, uh, seven hundred million bottles. So wow! So you set yourself a really ambitious. But I think we there. are. Yeah, I think you know we need we need we need this continuous momentum. We need people getting on board. Yeah. But I think yeah, we're, if we can keep it up and people can get get involved, I think we're we're now we're still yeah. we're right on track. Great. So you want ten times what you've achieved so far in the first three years? In yeah. The next three years. Why not? Okay. Good. Why not? Good. And, and and I think the really interesting thing about a purpose-led business, a, a kind of truly purpose-led business, is it's a bit like an onion. You kind of the more you peel back, the more you go. Oh, I, I didn't know this company was doing this, and I didn't know they were doing this. And you know, for for full disclosure for listeners, uh, uh, we'll be working with Will very soon, which will be exciting on a new project. Um, but you know, I didn't know about the app. You know, and and I didn't need to know about the app really because. I know about Ocean Bottle, and I learn more and more. And actually, from a, a business that isn't purpose-led, they're out there saying, oh, look at this great thing that we've done. And then you look behind it, and there's very little. And a truly purpose-led business isn't out there saying, hey, look at this great thing we've done. 
because every single thing they do is doing different good things and you go, oh wow, I didn't know you were doing that, I didn't know you were doing that. And that's the only way that you actually get a really loyal audience that, that might go, they might come to you because they go, that's such a really good bottle and I want my drink to be hot and I want it to be cold and I don't want it to be leaking and I've bought too many, too many bottles that don't do what they say they're going to do. And then they learn more and more about you and then they become a truly loyal customer. So I think that's really uh, good to hear and really interesting stories there. And tell us about a failure, failure that you've had. I think it's, um, well, first thing first, I think it's funny you say that about, about that, that kind of purpose-led innovation. Um, and actually, no one's ever said that to me before. Um, but it probably explains why for the last two years, Nick and I, my co-founder, we've kind of been living on a rock just focused on, you know, doing. Um, so we have a lot of innovations that, that I hope, hopefully will be coming to, to life into next year and, and beyond off the back of it. Um, what are our biggest failures? Uh, loads. I mean, you know, honestly, where to start? From the first batch of, of leaking bottles uh, to Ed Sheeran's bottles that almost went missing, I, I practically had to drive to Hanover to track down a, a shipment to get them to his concert to sending a load of branded bottles to someone else's wedding that were branded for an insurance company. I mean, the, the list honestly goes on of, of failures. Oh, well, so, so, so someone's big day and they, and they, and they, they wanted ocean bottles. What they, were they giving them as kind of gifts to, to people? Yeah. So she's a, she's a that? singer. Um, her first name's Ellie. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think it had any any golden no, by any chance? Comment, but we you know, there was a <laughs> wedding there, and we did we did some nice. models for a wedding, and um, yeah, unfortunately the the, the and, wrong branding went on the wrong bottles, and um, well, insurance company insurance. And they got insurance. Well, yeah, that's, so yeah, um, but this you, you know this is this is exactly this is early days. So it was literally uh, three of us in the company. We were down at the warehouse, you know, sending out bottles ourselves. We didn't have to have a clue what we were doing, and um, yeah. you know, since then we've we've luckily sort of uh, yeah smartened things up a, a little bit on on the inside. And, and, and tell us about uh, Ed, Ed Sheeran. Is he is he a fan now? Have you have you ever seen a picture of him with your Ocean Bottle? Yeah, no, we were lucky to actually. We it was his first. Um, well, it was it was his tour, um, and we we did yeah bottles for for his uh, for his tour and his uh, his crew, which was super cool. And mm. um, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we've had so many different failures. I mean, his bottle was probably leaking as well. Um, but you know, luckily we've got so quite forgiving, well, forgiving people. And, uh, yeah, no, things have really moved on since then. But I think, yeah, what we've learned with all these failures is that, yeah, they're just a part of the process, aren't they? And, and <clears throat> it, you have to, you have to make mistakes. Otherwise, I mean, that's what everyone says. And until you really understand what that actually means, I think it's hard to grasp it, but it's yeah. an essential part of yeah. kind of, Getting, uh, getting that. As long as as long as the failures are reversible, as well as the safety team to some extent, you know, as long yeah. as as long as you can somehow undo this, uh, then it's fine. Yeah, and I think the other thing as well is if you're purpose led and you know you're truly purpose led and essentially you have set up your business to do some good in the world. Obviously, everyone needs to make money and everyone wants to, you know, make make profit and and uh, 
and do well and be comfortable. But at the end of the day, if you if you set up a business that that is that its purpose is to have some other ulterior goal as well, and it, and it might not have been the original ulterior goal, you're going to have customers that are far more forgiving of things like a leaky bottle because they're going to say, okay, it was the first edition, it was a small company, the bottle leaked. However, I'm not going to get on social media saying what a rip off this was. I spent a load of money on it; it doesn't work because actually I can see what what it's doing there. Part of the reason I bought this bottle was to clear up a thousand bottles and stop them going to the ocean. So therefore, I'm going to be a bit forgiving here. Suddenly, edition two comes along, and, and you've still got loyal customers, even though you've made mistakes in in uh, different areas. And it's it's the same on communication as well. You can you can make a complete commu- communication misstep. You can have scenarios that, uh, for instance, um, BrewDog had where they've had a, a lot of kind of negative scenarios, but you know if they're working along the right path in certain ways, they still continue to have loyal customers despite having real huge crises in certain. I areas. think I think you're absolutely right, John. Honestly, we, we just had that recently yeah. with a, a product launch. You know, <clears throat> it was um, six months delayed. This is a new product that we launched. And uh, hardly any, no one complained. They were, they were so forgiving to us and, and so generous. Yeah. And we made sure, you know, the products were perfect when they arrived. Um, but I think you're, you're absolutely right. So tell us about how, what, what media do you use to get your news from? Um, so it's been bad, but it's been bad for a little while. I must, uh, I must confess, I think just being you know in the trenches um with honestly right. little bandwidth to stick stick my head above the, the parapet um but you're you're a tiktok user as a, as a yeah uh, probably actually probably the younger person every now and then yeah. a tiktok just to have a laugh yeah. i think it's, it's quite important yeah. just to, yeah yeah just to get a, get a bit of that it's quite a good way to switch it, off, isn't it, it is yeah. you know, yeah. the odd bit of tiktok um doesn't doesn't go amiss and are you using LinkedIn or anything else? Good news. Send me a meme on on WhatsApp is always good. Um, but no, recently yeah. I've actually I've started to tune in a bit more to um, Stephen Bartlett's podcast actually, Diaries of CEO, which was yeah. great. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. the uh, Masterclass app, I quite quite actually enjoy that. It's kind of a yeah. fun fun format. Yeah. Um, tune in a bit to Calm, and then I yeah, try and read the other book on my Kindle. But that sort of uh, that's about that's, it, and then a bit of news. That, that's probably taken up enough, I think. 28 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How about you? Um, I, I wake up for the Today programme. Um, as a former political journalist, I always had to have, I have to have that. I kind of feel that I've, I don't know what's happening in, in the world if I haven't listened to the Today programme. It's increasingly hard because I've also got children that try to do homework. They can't listen to the radio, they're reading and stuff, so it's 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 often a bit sporadic and me just putting it on just, just before waking them up. Uh but I also love the Sunday times on a Sunday, I love getting that and spending more than a day getting through it and different things. Um I during during the day I'm on BBC, uh Telegraph, FT, uh Times apps, Guardian. Um, so obviously as a comms professional, I need to be on lots of, lots, lots yeah. of different ones and get a few different magazines as well. Spectator, 
Atlantic. They're both they're both good at magazines and, and the newspaper. Yeah, I think well. I could have a I could have a full time job reading all of that. But um, yeah, BBC. Luckily, luckily, it is, luckily it is a full time <laughs> job for me. Amazing. Um, so tell me, share one message uh, with our audience. Uh, if, if you could share one message, what what, what would it be? Now? Um, Actually, yeah, if you'll allow me to share two messages, it probably doesn't go with, with concise communication, but um, I think the first one would just be, you know, if, if you're not heavily involved in the environmental space, um, I think the, t- the time is now, you know, get involved. We are in the 24th hour uh, and, and the clock is seriously running out. So, and that, you know, that's whatever shape or form it could take. So the current job you're in, um, whether it's, you know, motivating friends or family, voting for the right politicians to, you know, voting with your wallet. Um, and then the second one would be, yeah, Ocean Bustle, I think, as well. You know, whoever you are, um, I mean, I wouldn't be here without a shameless plug. But, yeah, I think really either, um, you know, Ocean Bustle is perfect for your friends or your family, encouraging them to get involved with it, with our mission, um, or in fact, the the company that you work for, and um, getting them involved too. So that's really um, the two things that I'd, I'd ask from you today. Will Pearson, co-founder of Ocean Bustle. Thanks for joining me, John Higginson, on communicating purpose. Thank you so much.